Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Ashley Runkle, owner of Kiddo Keepsakes. All right, tell me about November of 2012. November of 2012, um, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Not really. Um, well, that's when I started Farmhouse. Farmhouse Creative? Farmhouse Creative. That's the company I, we both work at. Yes, that is true. You own it. I work for you. Well, you are part owner now, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've got so, my 49%. You do. I have 51, so I can still fire you. We are a WBE, a Women Business Enterprise, certified by the state of Indiana and all of that. Um, I thought it was important to get that because uh, I am a woman. Now, how, how'd you get this whole thing started? How did I and get, why? Farmhouse started? Yeah. Well, I was uh, working for another print company, and I had been in the print and marketing industry for years before that. And you're down in Indianapolis and I was, yeah, this Well, in Fishers, yes. And then I met you. Oh. I know. And you live in farmland. Um, and eventually we got married, and then eventually I moved to your house and all that good stuff because we didn't. And it was the farmhouse. And it was the farmhouse. It's a hundred-year-old farmhouse that yes. my grandpa uh, lived in from 1941 to, I don't know, 1987, something like that. Yeah, and your various family members have lived there, and then you bought it and renovated it, and it's just the farmhouse. Every time I would come to the farm mm -hmm. to visit for the weekend, I'd always be like, I'm going to the farmhouse, see you later. So I'd come out and I'd visit and hang out. And then, of course, you, you're you're going to strike out on your own. You've got to call it something. Yeah. So when we were like, okay, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? Farmhouse was like the first thing I wanted to call it because we started in you know the corner of my of Maddie's bedroom at the beginning. Like I just kind of put a put a desk up there and called it a day and said, "This is my office." Yay. <laughs> and worked up there during the daylight hours. and Yep. And worked at the kitchen table in the nighttime hours and, and those kinds of things. So I struck out on my own. So in November of 2012, I took the last paycheck from my job that I had in Fishers. Um, and I put it, I started a business checking account. Um, and I just started out on my own. When I left, I didn't have any clients. Now how, That was scary. How scared were you? I was very scared. That made me want to Now, barf. you didn't show it back then, though. Well, that's good. I'm glad you didn't think. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, because when I worked in my other company, I did I did a lot of stuff. Like I did all the internal like order entry and you know customer service. I did all the accounting and the billing and the collections and all that. So I really did everything but but sales. Everything but sales. Because you had sales guys. You had like at least two traditional salesmen, print right. salesmen that would go out. Right. They'd go out, sell, they'd bring the orders in, and then I would kind of handle it from there on out. So like the back end of stuff, I'm like, yeah, I got, I can do that. I can process orders. I can do billing. I can do all that kind of stuff. That's cool. But you know. Sales. Yeah, sales. Those are kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Especially for a, for <laughs> for a, a startup, startup company. company. So what'd you do? Well, I put on my big girl pants and I was like, okay, we're going to have to make some sales. So I first started with a chamber here in Muncie. Yeah. Because uh, they had a list. Because right? they had a list and they have, they had already established like networking groups and events and things like that. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel myself, I'm like, well, I'll just go talk to the chamber. So I got their list and I did a mailing. I just did a letter with like my 
picture in my face and kind of a little introductory letter. A little introductory letter with a little sell sheet about like what Farmhouse does and how we can help you and all that. And like, hey, can I meet you for coffee or whatever? So over that first course of a year, I met with about 100 business people, marketing professionals, people I wanted to know, people who might know other people who would know need things for me. Um, and I just started pounding the pavement from there. Now you pounded the pavement, but also you were doing it. Well, I also got pregnant at that time, too. <laughs> yes, so you did everything at the same um, time. Well, here at the farmhouse, we don't do anything halfway. <laughs> and we don't do just one thing at a time. We have to do lots of things all at the same time. So you're out there scared to death, yeah. selling for your company that you just started. That I just started. I also am pregnant. pregnant and doing this while I'm growing a human. So, yeah. That was fun. It worked out, didn't it? But it worked out. I started with zero clients and now I have more than zero. So that's good. Um, and, you know, it was just me for the first two and a half years. Mm -hmm. In 2014, I came on yep. board. Brought on you. I decided to hire my husband because uh, it made sense. Like I'm selling print. I'm doing branding. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. People are like, can you help me with your my website? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> But Matt can, so uh, it was a good time in 2014 to bring you on board full-time, too. Yes, and then, uh, what, two th a couple of years later, 2017, we brought on We brought Amy. on Amy, so she's our project manager. And she keeps us straight. She does. She's like, Angie, aren't you supposed to be somewhere right now? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably true I am. She checks calendars. She, uh, she has Asana, which is our project management yep. software that we use here. Keeps us all in keeps line. Keeps us all in line. She interacts with our customers and is makes sure all the projects are going the way they're supposed to go and all of that. So, yeah, she's. I'm very happy to have her and you. Um, and from a little tiny company started by myself in my corner of a bedroom. Um, I mean, not that we're humongous and everything, but you know, now we have three employees. Which, now we have like a bedroom and a half in here. That's true. It's it's nice in here. I like our little office with a window. We're looking outside of downtown Muncie right now, and it's lovely. So um, November this year will be seven years, so we're going strong. and Not going to stop, are we? Not going to stop, and I, I like the fact that, you know, I can go to work and do what I love to do every day and work with my husband, who I also love every day most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> a lot I, of times we have to use headphones. We do definitely have to use headphones. Uh, yeah, so it was good. I like it. Hi there, Matt Howe introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo Ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com. Dot com. What do they have coming up? Coming up, they have a workshop. It's called Establishing Trust, and it'll be on November 7th. It's led by Tisha Gerhardt of Schaefer Leadership Academy. One of our favorite people. She Tisha, is. She's awesome. Just did her daughter's wedding. I DJed her daughter's wedding. The video looked really fun. 
Yes, it was, it was a good time. Awesome. Good. Well, Tisha will be putting together a presentation entitled Establishing Trust. Together, we'll understand why members of great teams trust one another on a fundamental level. We will examine the importance of vulnerability and the further need for honesty with each other regarding our weaknesses, mistakes, and fears. We'll explore the difference between trusting competency and trusting character and how to create an environment that fosters both. And you can get registered at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Ashley Runkle, owner of Kiddo Keepsakes. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. How are you doing today? I'm good. I yeah. see you have your arm in a sling. I do. I'm like what a bionic happened? woman. She's going to have brand new arms. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's carpal tunnel and ulnar nerve syndrome, and it's something that I've just been one of the lucky few in life to have some bad nerves. It's part of being an artist, and I've been leaning on my arms for so many years and working with them that I got to have a really fun surgery. It's now, awesome. you've had this surgery before, have, right? Yeah. I did my left arm. 10 years ago, my right arm, nine years ago. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're going for round two now. We're doing round two, yep, and then in six weeks, hopefully the last one, and we'll, hopefully that's it, we'll be done. And before the interview started, you went into detail, which I do not want you to go into <laughs> well, detail, no. of what they're going to do But to it's an in- intensive surgery. Yeah, yeah. Intensive, it's, so. yeah. Some stuff. it was like 10 days of, my husband did everything, mm-hmm. and I laid in bed for 10 days. Day 10, I round the corner, and I'm like, I'm ready to get up and do things. Get me out of this I'm, house. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but then I get like really painful reminders, and like, I'll reach for something, and I'm like, oh gosh, Yeah. Or I'm on the mend, I feel great but my physical capabilities are somewhat limited yeah yeah that's all right well tell us all about yourself like where'd you grow up and uh, how'd you get here to Muncie well I grew up in the north side in Indy went to Carmel and my parents are still there came for Ball State and never left okay same old story (laughs) awesome now how'd you find that man of yours in here at Ball State yeah okay Yep, he's from Fort Wayne. His family's all there. My family's all in Indy. We're like perfectly situated between the two. That's nice. Like almost an hour each direction. Yeah. I actually took my kids halfway there today and my mom's got them for the oh, day. So nice. It's, yeah, it's really fun. We kind of ran in similar circles in college, but he's a few years ahead. He was done with his master's when I was still an undergrad and just kind of ran in similar circles. We kind of don't remember meeting. Mm-hmm. We're just like, we always knew who the other one was and, and then eventually the timing was right. Well, tell me about those two kids. Delaney and Daphne. My girls are almost five and three. And you know why I know them? Probably from social media. Yeah. From social media. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. I watch those They're stories so daily cute. for the past, what, three or four years since yeah. you've been doing it. They're fun. They keep me busy. Oh, I, you're I a bet master so. at it too. At what? Just at, at doing Insta- <laughs> being busy. It looks like no, you're no. Master. at doing Instagram, Instagram stories. Oh, yeah. oh you've okay. got the little the little polls. The little. Oh, thank you. You know how to use all the buttons and stuff. Yeah, I play with them. They're fun. I I tried when I when we first started Gone Boss. I was like, I'm gonna do cool yeah. things like Ashley Runkle does, uh, and I'm gonna do Instagram <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, how does this work? I feel like I'm a hundred. No. I don't understand. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Just work backwards. Yeah. Just like figure out what the end of the story is uh-huh. and like build, build all your layers oh, okay. and then like pull off one graphic and save it. Pull off one text box mm-hmm. and save it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just work backwards. Oh, well, I'll have so to try that out. Because well, yeah. yeah. when yeah, I try it, I feel yeah. like my secret. I don't. It's not a secret. It's just like the way my mind works. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is how I see it. So I'll just get it there and then edit Go back. It. Yeah. Well, Excellent. definitely some of the uh, funniest stuff has happened in your Instagram stories, especially with those two girls. Yeah. Can you tell me any any fun stories? Oh, now I'm on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just. 
just they're like night and day they are so much alike one is blonde hair blue eyed and one is darker hair darker complexion they are best friends but they are so different from one another and Delaney is like so sensitive and she is wise beyond her years and like we were talking to them last night and they knew that they were going away to my, my parents house and so Delaney is just like so emotional about everything and I'm telling her you know I love you and she gets anxious at night and I'm like um Nene and Poppy are gonna have so much fun with them and if you need a mom hug my mom is the best mom my mom taught me how to mom you know and she's like weepy and she's like her eyes are filling with tears and she's like okay and then I like go to tuck in Daphne who's like right beside her they share a room and I'm tucking Daphne in and I'm like I love you and have a good night and she's like you get out of my bed now (laughs) they're like just and we my husband and I left and we go downstairs and we're like they could not be more different the two of them are just like oil vinegar so funny that's funny that's good but they are very they're cute. Very, they're very good girls. Very yeah. uh, personable on on the social medias and all oh, that kind of stuff. Well, thank so. you. Yeah. yeah. Now, wasn't there a poop explosion or something like that one, that uh, one time? Probably. Yeah. That was had that was the one I'm referring to that I laughed my I, yeah. Off on. There was one on Instagram we remember what like because it was like everything's beautiful and wonderful and the children are sleeping and then it's like poop on the walls. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't remember. Apparently, but I'm sure that, it happened. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but <laughs> I'm not that that's never happened to our yeah. house either so yeah. it's funny it's just funny now do they get like recognized like when you take them out yeah, from and social media like, and I know that someday I may look back and be like I shouldn't have put those things on social media but right now I'm like I do it because the grandparents want to see it and right. that's how I keep in touch with family and friends and someday I may look back and be like I should have not done that but I don't feel that way right now yeah and so I don't mind sharing certain aspects of our lives you know yeah and and that is one of those things like I've run into friends from high school and they're like oh my gosh I just saw your little girl and was like oh Ashley must be here somewhere and I recognized her from Facebook and I'm like oh that's so <laughs> I don't know I don't know is that a good thing right. or a bad thing yeah but it makes yeah. you like it's just a different age it's just yeah and yeah. we we do the same thing yeah I mean we take lots of pictures and lots uh-huh. of videos and when Zeus was a baby I took a picture a day of her every day and I posted on Facebook yeah. for the grandparents and for me but like all of like our social circle everybody we know you know personally and professionally yeah. and everything has seen her grow up and now we go out around town we went to like first Thursday and they're like oh Zuzu how are you and she's like who in the hell are you people I don't (laughs) know you but they feel like they know her Um, so it's just interesting maybe she'll hate me when we grow up when she gets bigger I don't know maybe she'll appreciate having her life documented for the whole world to see and Uh, I think that I think that they're growing up in an age where they're going to expect to see photos of like I always I love seeing pictures of my parents when they were like my age Mm -hmm. and they were like young and married and they still are but like when they were our age in that chapter of their life and there's only I only have a few of them yeah and so I'm like always like handing my camera to my husband too and saying like will you snap a picture or I was there too you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we come home from vacation it's like 100 photos of my husband and the girls and then you know, yeah and you're like, like wait wait I was like, here one too. of them I'm taking you know <laughs> but I'm yeah. the same way I, I take the photos so right. I'm not in many of them right I try to make a point like on vacation to take yeah. pictures yeah, now of we do, you because and... we're conscious of it yeah yeah, yeah. So tell me about your uh, your past, your career, at least professionally, from college up until now. Okay, well, I was an art major. Okay. And so I graduated and then d- did what most art majors do. I took the first job I found, and mm-hmm. that was in technology. Okay. And so 
I actually went and I worked for a division of AT&T that did client acquisition and customer retention, which means I dropped into businesses unannounced without an appointment and demanded to see their phone bill <laughs> and then tried to like make sure that things were all in order and you know they wouldn't fall off the plan or whatever. So it was cold calling on businesses like unannounced. Like, oh my gosh. It was how not, how it did was that go? Very rough. It was 100% <laughs> commission. Oh. It was in Indy. I worked like 60, 70 hours a week. I lasted six months and then I quit. That would be a tough <laughs> it job. Was re- it was really, really tough. It was My husband and I weren't married at the time but I was commuting. I ate three meals, three meals a day behind the wheel. I mean, I did 10,000 miles in my car the first month I was there. It was like, I would drive to Indy. I'd show up. They'd give me like my map for the day. And then sometimes they'd be like, you're working in Muncie today. And I'd <laughs> drive back to Muncie. And then I'd have to drive back to Indy at the end of the day to hand in all my paper. It was just. Oh my goodness. So that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So I um, quit with nothing lined up and I quit on a Thursday and I went home and started updating my resume and trying to figure out what to do. And I, I probably sent out 50 resumes, got a reply back right away from someone an ad on monster or somewhere like that he's like why would you quit your job in the middle of a recession with nothing else lined up mm-hmm. and I was like honestly because I just believe that God has something else in store for me I don't know what it is but that job wasn't it he's like okay well let's have coffee Monday that was on a Friday and I met him for coffee on Monday and he's like I can't tell you too much but I'm buying a business in Muncie and long story short he offered me a job over coffee that morning like 48 72 hours later or something cool and that was with um what became Canyon Falls and that's oh, okay. when I came yes, across that's you. right Way back when <laughs> yeah he had purchased a Canon copier dealership and I came in with a new owner and the new acquisition and I mean that's how I got into the world of copiers. I remember okay. going to an open house there. Yeah. Really? A yes. holiday open house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Walked around and everything like that. That was that was yeah. quite a while ago. So yeah. we probably crossed paths at BNI then? Most okay. likely. Very good. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was, was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. We're was. talking two thousand what, eight, nine, right in there somewhere? Probably there? nine, maybe nine? ten. Okay. Yeah. Maybe nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, middle of the recession. It was great. Yeah, it was yeah. not <laughs> a great time to be looking for a job. Yeah, so like, yes, I will yes, take it. Please. <laughs> but it ended up being a great thing. I loved, and even looking back, like AT&T, I believe everything happens for a reason, but it was like my boss at Canyon Falls, first thing he asked me was like, do you have sales experience? And I'm like, yes, I do. I can walk into a business unannounced and I can talk to people. And he's like, great. And so it was a foot in the door there. Yeah. Then it was acquired, right? Or it it was, and I actually up, left I... before that happened. Okay, I had an opportunity to go and work for some friends over at eKeeper, and I jumped at that chance because I was good friends with them and mm-hmm. loved their business, and so went and worked there. And Excellent. that that lasted for a little bit. I was there for about five years, yeah. And then they gobbled up a little company called uh, it was Ink Store. Oh, Ink Solution, yeah, yes. Ink Solution, yes. yes. So after Delaney was born, I went back to work part time, mm-hmm. and at that point, James was on board, and I think at that point he was kind of getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. and they needed someone. This is to... James Dalton. James yeah. Dalton, yeah. Okay. And he was getting ready to leave and they needed someone to take care of the ink division. And so I came back part-time, but because I had been the office manager, I couldn't do that on a part-time basis. Mm -hmm. And so I went and did sales for them. Kind of fell right in my wheelhouse, just copiers and printers. And it was something I knew. So it was a good fit. And I did that until Daphne was born. And then at that point, I made the decision to go home full-time. Yep. But you didn't just go home full-time. You came up with a little product called Kiddo Kiddo Keepsakes. keepsakes. Yeah. Now tell us about that and how that came about. Yeah. So the plan was for me to go home full-time. I knew... I would do something I didn't know what and I didn't know when. I went home June 1st. She was born the 3rd. And in July, I was working on a birthday card to send to my sister. Former art major, so I've got all these closets full of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I get out all my art supplies and I'm drawing a card. I think I was drawing like balloons. And I was stamping my little girl's fingers in the balloons Mm -hmm. just to personalize it. And I started to think, why isn't there there like an activity set like this that exists already? Mm -hmm. Grandparents, they all want to get a card. They don't care what I write in it. They want to see, you know. Something the kid doodles, but they're little at this point. And so I started to look around for a kid's greeting card type activity set so that I didn't have to draw everything and I couldn't find one. And so 
I told my husband about the idea and he's like, I love it. And uh, we're a card sending family. I send mm-hmm. cards. It's like I grew up on my birthday and I'm so excited to get that card from like grandma or aunt, uncle. Mm-hmm. That was like a big deal. Oh, getting yeah. Something in the mail. Mm-hmm. And Especially so, when you're a kid. Yes, yeah. When you're a kid. Exactly. And so um, I couldn't find that type of a card or activity. And so we created it. And I told him about it. It was in July and he was really excited about it. And, and the day I came up with it right away, I was like, I don't even know what I would call something like this. What would I call a children's greeting card company that you like stamp their fingers and footprints small mark greeting cards and I was like that's kind of perfect except for I know Hallmark would have issue with it but (laughs) but like right away we're like okay small mark and so we kind of ran with that name Mm -hmm. knowing we would have to change it but that was upon conception we're like small mark greeting cards it's perfect hopefully they don't ever find out about us And then the big pitch came up. Um, yes, tell us about that. Cause yeah. I remember you going through that and you yeah. came in what? So I think about 50 teams competed and we went through the semifinals and made it onto the, the final stage with five teams and we competed there and we were third. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, and that was just like perfect timing because we were like, how do we start this? Where do, where do we go? And I am not a stand up in front of people and present and talk. Like this is outside my comfort. Like I don't, <laughs> this isn't my cup of tea. But so I was like, if my, I told Bob, like, if you do this with me, I'll do it. You know, and big pitch was coming up. So we're like, okay. And so I met with Ted and told him about it. And he's like, I love it. You got to run with it. And that's Ted Baker at the Innovation mm-hmm. Connector. And, um, and so we pitched it and we had great success. And with that, a lot of interest started building our website. So it was a really fun, neat way to get, an ex- you know, exposure and get out there. That's cool. And then from there, like you said, Instagram stories, you, mm-hmm. you've been heavy on social media to promote the product. How are things going? Good. And, you know, we're talking about kids and my following social media and things like that. I am probably not somebody to look at and be like, oh, that's how we should do our social media. Because I'm not very good at posting on my personal or on my business page. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because I probably only follow maybe 1% of businesses. If you think about like who you follow, Mm -hmm. but I follow hundreds and thousands of people who also have a business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I realized really quickly, I wouldn't follow an account that was like, buy a greeting card, buy a greeting card. Here's my greeting card, buy a greeting card. Like I just wouldn't. And so, and I need to be better about it. And I know I do. Um, But that's why I do post a lot on my personal page because I'm like, I would rather just be like, I'm a mom. Here's some things like activities we do. Here's something I cook. Also, I got this little business over here. Right. Don't forget about this. Yeah. Here, yeah, and then push and, it from time to time. I think yeah. that's been brilliant. That yeah. really gets that's people. That's a great way to do you've it. You've taken your personal brand and uh, you know led people yeah. over there. That that sort of thing. Yeah, I hope so. Excellent. <laughs> hope. We think it's nice. We like to watch it. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> what gets you excited about life? Just creating. Just I just have an itch that needs scratched, and I don't whether it's silly activities with my kids or I always have fifty projects going. I'm constant. It's probably a source of contention between my husband and I. Like I told them last weekend, like you know that wall in our entryway. I think I want to paint it. And he's like, why? Why? <laughs> like because. Because why not? Because <laughs> because a gallon of paint's like twenty five dollars, and that's I love to create. I just that gets me excited. Being around people who also have passion for making and creating and doing things with their hands. That's just that's my jam. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very good. What's yeah. on your bucket list? Travel. Where do you want to go? I have so many. Iceland is on our list. Okay. We kind of started to kick that around. I'd love to do the whole European, Greece, Italy, and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think some there's probably other countries that might be more attainable before that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go for a week. I want to go for like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd love to write a children's book. And that's something that I've kind of put pen to paper. And I don't know the first step or where to go from there but that's something I'd like to do that's fun yeah. I've thought about doing something like that I've got like I have the title in my head yeah but like okay well that's a great title but now like what do you where's the meat? what do you write <laughs> yeah and I've and I have it written but now I'm at the editing which mm-hmm. is the hardest part oh, where yeah. you're like 
it's easy to get the idea out, yeah. you know, but then where do I go now? And like, even when we started Kiddo Keepsakes, we always said like the first year was like paint the cards and meet with an attorney and do this for the website. And it was like this very quantifiable, like checklist. Right. All Here's our plan. Yeah. And then you're a business owner and it launches and you're like, now what? <laughs> How do yeah. we make it successful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much harder now. Like that's where I am with... I, have a children's book but now I'm like now what now what I'm yeah. just stunted yeah yeah I, I, I feel yeah. it Here, even at farmhouse like okay great we got this done we got this yeah. done and all that and now what yeah give me a list I'm your girl uh, yeah give me a list I'm I like, do it but like probably should own a business then but <laughs> no. just tell me what's next <laughs> I do the same thing yeah do you have a favorite book no I uh I read a lot mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite book though I I like anything that I don't see the end coming. I feel like movies and books, I typically kind of see where it's going, Mm -hmm. you know, early on. So I love to be surprised. So not necessarily like suspense or thriller, but like just anything out there. Just something you don't see coming. There was a book I read last year called Sometimes I Lie. That was like probably one of the best books I've read just in that. I was like, as soon as I read it, I was like, somebody else has to read this because I have to discuss it with somebody. (laughs) I I need to reread it now with like this new understanding this the way it it ends, you know. We mentioned him earlier, but tell me about uh, tell me about your husband. Bob is from Fort Wayne, and he works for a company here in town called Praxis Consulting. Okay. Um, not to be confused with Prax Air, which a lot of people will say, "Oh, <laughs> I know that." And you're like, "Nope, not that, uh, not that one." Across the street, kind of, but um, he they do segregation insurance. Okay. Which is a nice way to say they look for like lost claims in the insurance world. It was started by a local guy here in town, um, and they're just a really unique company. He loves it. He works with. A lot of guys his age. He started there as an intern, and he has been there since then, almost 15 years. So, wow, yeah. he must really like it. He does. Yeah, it's, it's a really neat place. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Excellent. he's hardworking and very, very all around great guy. He's like so easy to be around. Great dad, great partner. Just so, what do you guys do for fun when the kids are gone? When the kids are gone, okay. Well, last weekend we like cleaned, organized the garage. <laughs> Very exciting <laughs> yeah. stuff. But it, well, actually, it, we went up to the a... girls' room with trash bags and like threw toys away. That's and I was, what like, I do. Yes, yes. yes. And then they don't know because they've they gone do, and they, they never no see idea. it. Yeah. I'm like five trash bags full of crap that I don't ever have to pick up again. <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. It was just like Happy Meal toys and just like those stupid Happy Meal this toys. I little think they piece reproduce. Of, yes, they do. <laughs> and they lose pieces and then they like become obsessed with like one tiny little tchotchke something now didn't one of your daughters have like oh, uh oh, yeah. my little pony that she was obsessed with yes <laughs> i know rainbow that from dash the Facebook. is like <laughs> from the, from the, the size of like i don't know like less than two inches and i was like close to ordering rainbow dashes in bulk from china because we lost it on ball state's campus we this little thing went everywhere with us for almost a year <laughs> and she occasionally now will like find it and it will become her thing again mm-hmm. but i'm like oh. If yeah, it's like when again. a kid has like a lovey and you're like, yes. well, we've Order got another. to wash it or we leave it at grandma's or whatever. And yeah. then it's like the end of the world. So, yeah, yeah, you should always have two. I know. And then when she'd go to my parents' house, my mom would be like, don't bring that here. That thing is so small. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. She just is attached to it. That's it just so was funny. the worst. So hopefully that's passed. Well, that's good. <laughs> Most used emoji on your phone? Probably the heart. Heart? It's like means everything. Like, you got it. Love you. Talk to you later. Thanks. You're the best. It's a one size fits yeah, all it emoji. Is. Nice. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Problems. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. We are also sponsored today by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. Today we're going to talk about another FAQ. Facts? Facts! 
how much are piercings? How much are they? Well, for most piercings, the fee for the piercing for the person to do the piercing itself is $35 plus the cost of jewelry. So if you get something, an expensive piece of jewelry, then it's going to cost more. Or if you get a smaller piece of jewelry, it'll cost less. But $35 plus the cost of jewelry. But they also offer financing if you have something awesome that you want that you can't quite afford yet. And what's that short girl's name? Eliza. Eliza the You're short You're going to have piercer. to meet her. I don't think she's like. I saw a picture of her and there, and yes, yeah, she is. Uh, she's tiny. She's not tall. Okay. Can I put her in my pocket? No, you can't put her in your pocket. <laughs> okay. But it's just funny. She's, she's the short piercer. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. So Halloween is right around the corner. Yes, it is. Just a few days away Spooky from this podcast, time. I believe. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, you celebrated Halloween, right? Uh, no, I what? did not. No. Wait. <laughs> Shocker. I don't. <laughs> That's right. You uh, you grew up in a more uh, Christian. Conservative household. Now, I'll tell you this. We did celebrate Halloween until I was about five, which okay. is just about the time I'm actually able to remember it. <laughs> Do you rem- remember any costumes at four have, or five I years old? I have a picture of me in like an angel costume, I think. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, and I have a picture of me in like a clown costume when I was like three. But other than that, no, I do not remember dressing up ever. So after five years, no more dress up for no. Halloween for you? Mm-mm. No. Oh my gosh. No trick or treating. Those are the best years. I know. Nope. Never got to do it. So when I was five, we started going to a more conservative church and that mm-hmm. kind of influenced the things that we were and were not allowed to do. So Halloween was definitely not one of them because that was the devil's holiday and we were not allowed to celebrate that. So I do remember one year we turned off all the lights and we hid in my mom and dad's bedroom so we could not have trick-or-treaters. Oh, so I'm going to say, why didn't she just turn off the thing? I don't know. But if the lights were on, I guess they'd be like, oh, we're still going to know. Now, you know where I grew up. Yeah, Alexandria, out there in the country. Yeah, in the country. Nobody's going to be coming out. We weren't going to have trick-or-treaters anyway, so I'm not sure why we had but, to hide but you from you all the... hid in the bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I think we watched... My parents had a TV in their bedroom, so we watched TV on Halloween night. But no Halloween specials, I bet. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. That would be evil. So anyway, so I remember doing that one year, but then after that, our church started having these things they called Hallelujah Night. Ooh. <laughs> That sounds interesting. <laughs> well, it's like a harvest festival or some people. Now, now they have like trunk or treat and things I'm gonna like say, that. I'm going to say trunk or treat. Did they, no. But they didn't do that back Well, no, this was the 80s. That hadn't oh, been invented okay. yet. But we had, we called it Hallelujah Night. Then later people called them like harvest festivals and things like that. Okay. So like we get together at the church and I think maybe we were allowed to dress up, but only in like Bible characters. So Did I they think, give you candy? Like yeah, Hallelujah candy or something? I think we got, yeah, we got like, we got Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember dressing, we got to dress up like biblical characters. So I think that's where the angel costume came from. Because really, there's not that many Bible character, like Bible things a girl can dress up as. Because there's only a few girls in what the is, Bible. What did I say? What is it? I Ruth? Mean, and... Ruth and Mary, mother of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Mary Magdalene, but she's obviously a whore. So we don't want to dress up yeah, like that. Yeah, do not dress like her. Uh, Jezebel, Rahab, they're also both not good people. Yeah. Um, Who am I thinking of? Starts with an E. Esther. 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 She's the queen. Everybody, all the girls dressed up like Esther. Esther and angels. There you go. That's all you get. <laughs> you don't, there's not a lot of choice. Uh, there's lots of choices for the boys, but not so many for girls. So True. we would go. I, Who dresses up as Job, though? 
I don't think anybody ever dressed up like <laughs> Joe. You put boils on your body and stuff. Who knows? And yeah, it, it was a Halloween character, I'm sure. I mean, he could be like a horror character, maybe, I <laughs> guess. But I don't know. Anyway, so we had those um, where it's like, you know, wholesome, fun activities for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was a preacher's wife, we also put together harvest festivals for the neighborhood and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So I've been involved in planning lots of those and procuring candy and all those kinds of things, too. So, um, but now that I am a grown up, yeah, I fully embrace Halloween. I love it. But now that we have kids, um, I take it upon myself to make sure that our kids have cool Halloween costumes. So I made her a poop emoji costume because yep, I was not going to spend fifty dollars at the store on poop. Uh, so I made that last year. That was fun. I think uh, all of my kids have worn the Pikachu oh, the outfit Pikachu outfit <laughs> that my mom made back in nineteen ninety six seven somewhere along yeah, in there. Yeah, it was. And for- all of them have have worn that outfit. Oh yeah, even the grandkids have worn that outfit. Like it has. If <laughs> yes. we are down to a cost per per wear, we're down to cents at this point because it it has gotten a lot of love. Exactly. Remember Holdy and the uh, lion outfit? Oh, you were so cute. He was like. Two or three he years was old. Little. He yes. was really little. He was little. Remember when Zuzu was a shark? Oh, yep, baby shark. But it was before baby shark was popular. It was just a shark, and I thought she was <laughs> so cute in it. Uh, and then she was Cookie Monster one year, also very cute. Yes. But then, what was it? Two years ago, I made Holdy a costume. Oh, uh, Pinhead. Yes. From Hellraiser. <laughs> All I could think of was Leatherface, and I knew that was not right. Yeah, we painted his face white. We put the uh, I got nails a little. I got a head. skull cap, and I put thumbtacks and Q-tips. I painted yes, Q-tips. Q-tips. Q-tips and thumbtacks. And... <laughs> Took liquid latex and glued him to his face, too. And he looked like Pinhead from Hellraiser. And that was the best costume I think I've ever made. It was amazing. So now I'm like, yes, it's Halloween. We are all in. My kid, I want to be the cool kid. This year, Zuzu wants to be Rapunzel, which is fine. But it's not very exciting. I really want her to be Wednesday Adams. <laughs> I know. We keep pushing her that way, but we've got this beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. My mom bought it for her. It is lovely. With the hair. The hair the goes deal. down to the ground. She's very excited about it. So she's going to be Rapunzel. It's going to be fabulous. But Be looking for photos on Facebook. Check it out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.